Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Hey, just before we kick off with this week's episode, we've got a really quick and a really exciting announcement to make, and that is that Dice Paper Roll is going to be doing it live again in two weeks' time. Uh, We had such a fun time at the International Comedy Festival here in Melbourne that we thought, why not do it again? And Storyville have very kindly said yes to that. So, it's Sunday, May the 20th at 4pm, Storyville in the city, 185 Lonsdale Street. The tickets are $20 or $15 concession. All the details and the link to buy tickets are on our website at dicepaperroll.com. So, look, we'd love to see you there. If you made it to one of the other shows, thanks for coming. Come again, because this time Greg is DMing. And if you had a good time but you can't make it, tell your friends. We'd love to see them. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. Enjoy the show. Previously on Dice Paper Roll. The dome high above them, the shield complete. They ushered the innocent back to the keep. Top the battlement stood the lady in green. Guarding her city, she was calm and serene. We need your assistance. The horde has arrived. It's time now for battle to escape with our lives. Snatch and Arikis sought Blex and her brush. The warlock came to the castle to paint in a rush. Brackeye and Elan hunted down fiendish stragglers. The diaper patrol finished them with daggerlers. Midst the carnage, a symbol caught Elan by surprise. A broken sigil of helm pointed up to the skies. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. This is episode number 35. My name is Emil and I'm playing Brakai, the Goliath Barbarian. My name's Craig. I'm playing Aelan, Aaron, Aeon, and Asimar, Sorcerer of Helm. My name is Jack and I've been playing Riki Song, the Tiefling Bard. My name's Ben. I am playing Snatch, the Halfling Rogue. And I'm Dan, and I usually play Thunder, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest, but now I am the DM. Okay, so we left off the last game, and Snatch and Ariki, you were enlisting the help of the other people within the city. You had just met up with Blex and getting her to help out with the painting of the clown faces for the <laughs> um, for the army. Um, it's an important part. I know. It was totally how I originally imagined it. Everyone knows what they say about goblins and clowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well known. It's, it's well known. known. Um and Brackeye and Alan have just finished fighting off a small contingent of spiny devils and imps in the alleyways of Greymead, and you find yourselves just on the edge of the temple district. And Alan, you have noticed that one of the buildings nearby uh, has these black scorch marks around the entrance of this building, and above it you see the 
broken symbol of Helm and you are running towards it. Yeah, I want to have a look around, see what I can see, see if there's any other artifacts. Of o- outside? In uh, inside the building. All right, awesome. Run so, through the, the burnt opening. Yeah, so you enter the building, you slam the door open and... The building is simple in its construction. There's no grandiose displays of of wealth and dust motes dance through beams of light that break through the ceiling, uh, light pouring onto the floor. And along the edges of the ceiling and the, the tops of the evenly placed pillars, eyes are carved into the stonework, constantly watching. Oh, Helm is watching over me. I can feel it. At the head of this once holy place stands a stone statue of a figure in full plate mail. A shattered eye embedded in its chest looks out at its empty congregation. The statue has its right arm broken off and deep gouges line its torso as if it's been clawed at. And the full helm has been defaced and crushed. The church is deathly silent as you walk between the broken church pews, some of them crushed under the weight of falling roof beams that still clutch at their original resting place. And before this stone effigy lies an altar. Okay, I'll cast light as I walk into the room, uh, so illuminate so I can see around clearer. Uh, I want to have a quick scan of the room, see if I can see anything untoward going on, uh, and then I will approach the altar and uh, the defaced statue of hell. What do you cast a light on? Uh, On a piece of uh, wood that I pick up off the ground, so a splinter from one of the old pews. A tiny splinter. Just a tiny <laughs> little matchstick, and I'll put it on the end and then carry it. A little the toothpick, you carry it in like your yeah. mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes, even better, yes. Awesome. Get the splinter, put it in my teeth so it's shining. It blinds me in one eye, but I know people who've learned to live with that. Oh, <laughs> oh say words. Sick bird. Who are you talking about? Um, uh, yeah, you cast light on this um, splinter and it fills the room. So before there was only these like columns of light that were shining through the rooftop and now the, the room is completely lit up and you can still see the little dust particles floating, um, dancing through the air. I'm going to bring this old Doris in here in this old warehouse, I think. Rakai arrives at the door dragging the body of the old lady into the warehouse. Into the Temple of Helm? Yeah, what he thinks is a warehouse. Rakai, no! Why? What? Bodies must be brought into the Temple of Helm with respect. Um, I rush forward and pick up the body of the old lady that you're dragging behind you. Uh, and I'll he carry- had just had her by like one <laughs> by foot. One. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and face down. <laughs> She's dead, she doesn't care. Uh, no, that is a good point, but um, I'll carry her body through the door. But, you know, little respect for the old lady. She died fighting. For the cause of goodness. Well, her fight is over. I can carry her any way she likes. If she doesn't like it, she can complain. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a, no, you all reasonable points. Um, <laughs> I'll carry the body inside and lay it on the altar in front of the statue. And uh, so how damaged is the statue? Is there anything I can do to sort of... It sounds like there's a lot of damage. There's not a lot I can yeah, do. Yeah, to... it's, it's clearly been defaced. There's, there's nothing that you can 
like, I mean, I don't know. Do you know much about stonework? No. Can I do it like an insight check to see what's defaced it or? Someone drew a D on the face. Oh, <laughs> deface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the letter D as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you can roll it. Is he still pushing the baby? Oh, no, I left, left it in the street. Brackeye remembers and rushes <laughs> outside. You see it rolling down the hill. Wah! Wah, guys! Brackeye's coming, I'm coming, I'm coming! Brackeye chases it and uh, reels it in and yeah. brings it back inside. Yeah, yeah, you, you uh, as it started rolling down, you grab onto its uh, handles just as a bus was about to go through. <laughs> he also picks up the bronze sword and probably subsequently the old man attached to it and yeah. uh, brings him into the into the temple as well. Yeah, nice. You, you set them down on church pews and let them rest and uh, just leave them be. Uh, yeah, so 11 insight to see what's damaged, what's desecrated the... You can tell that, like, the eye that was in the chest and the helm of the statue have been destroyed by, like, uh, some blunt weapon. Okay. So it's the helm has been crushed. It still stands, but, like, for the most part, any kind of features of it have been um, broken away. But you can also see the large claw marks have scorch marks on the devil side of it. Devilry in this temple. It's been desecrated. I fall to my knees in front of the um, statue and start praying to Helm. Helm, hear me. Give me your strength to protect these people. Thank you for gifting me your temple. Here we will say praises to you. Look, this woman who died protecting the city, protecting others. Give us your blessing, Helm. Brackeye sniffs the air and looks at the baby and goes, oh, leans down and smells and goes, oh, that's not it. And looks across at the old man and sniffs again and goes, oh. <laughs> and he changes the old man. So I'm praying to the statue and in the background you're changing the old man's nappy. Is the old nice. man going, oh, man. Who? Who? Ah. So after you utter your words, um, Alan, you can see, even through your light spell, the light outside clouds clear and the, the columns of light that shine down through the ceiling uh, intensify and so you can still kind of make them out even through your own light spell and it lights down onto the altar and you can see that on the altar there's a thick layer of dust but in the center there's a thinner layer and it's in the shape of a book a book a holy book has been taken from this this place do you have a safety pin uh, um yes here you go i throw over a safety pin out of my big bag of safety pins that i got from when i was <laughs> It's a magic oh. item you bought. What? No, no, it was while I was doing the nursing. Yeah. <laughs> Franks, Brekai finishes changing the nappy and then uh, washes his hands in the basin of holy water. <laughs> I'll have to re-sanctify that. Uh, so can I do a perception check, look around for any of the items that are missing? So the crushed helm, the eye in the chest, or the book? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Roll. Nine. Nine. So you can't see uh, where any of these... <laughs> yeah, nine. Nine. <laughs> um, you can't see where any of these um, artefacts are. 
So I mean, like in terms of like the the helm, it's it's not an actual helm; it's just a, a stone carving. Yeah. Um, same as the eye, but the book is nowhere to be seen. But what you do see is that there is a set of footprints that have led from the entrance towards the altar, and on either side of the altar, there are two wooden doors that sit in alcoves. Um, the footprints lead so standing from the entrance leads first to the left and then to the right door and then back out again okay stopping at the stone effigy okay well i'll check the doors yep so i'll go to the left first you go to the left one do you need a perception check actually yeah roll a perception check nine nine rakai what are you doing um you just talk talk <laughs> big billowing clouds of talc. I'm just getting an image of this old man lying on his back, like in the kind of way babies are when their nap is changed. But it's the old man with this on the holy altar. Yeah. Once I finish, once I, once I finish talking, I, I, I give him his give him his snack and put him down for a light for an afternoon nap. Yeah, I'll lie down. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the talcum powder dances and swells in the light. Oh, pretty. Um, Alan, you open the left door and you notice that the footprints don't actually go into the room. They stop at the door. Okay. But in the room, it looks like it's a, a study um, and it has lodgings. Um, there is a, a thin layer of dust that covers uh, the bed. Um, there's a desk and, and bookshelves line the walls that are that are mostly empty. Um, the room looks as though it had been ransacked at some point, and old books and letters have been flung across the room. Uh, the bed is overturned. Uh, the the desk, its contents spilled across the floor, and it would seem that uh, whoever last occupied this space has taken anything of worth. Okay, uh, that's going to take some cleaning up. Uh, next door. The I'd next stride door. over to the next door. Yeah, and open it up. Yeah, and so in the next door, it's a storage room. There's broken shelves that have fallen over, and uh, you find ten gold pieces in there. Hey, hey. Um, Do the footsteps go into the room? No, they stop at the edge of the door as well. Okay. There's nothing in the right-hand room. So you you go back into the left, and you start searching through whatever the belongings are. Can I see if any of the books have recently been moved in there to see if it's the one from the altar or...? Everything's got, like, the same thin layer of dust on it. So, yeah, I'll just search through the the room. Yes, wait. So you can see in the centre of this room there is a dark mottled um, stain on the wooden floor that appears to be old uh, dry blood. Oh, Um, that'll never come out. uh, You also... Um, start to have a look at the the desk that um, that stands in the room, and you find after looking through the desk that there's actually a secret hidden compartment on oh. the inside, underneath, like where you'd put your legs. A secret compartment. How how exciting. Uh, um, okay, Helm, help me to figure out how to open this compartment. Go for it. Roll on the desk again. Oh, seventeen. Nice. Good one. Yeah, you start feeling around and you actually notice that the thin line where there's the edges of this compartment that up in the the top right corner and then in the bottom right corner has just got 
couple of like, I don't know, magnetics. <laughs> like in the top right corner and the bottom right corner, you are able to push against them and then the whole compartment pops out and it reveals a small box um, that you then slide out. Yeah, so I slide the drawer out into my hands and open it up, the compartment. Yeah, and inside you find a small amulet. Pick it up. It's got a, So it's on a chain? It's on a chain, and the actual amulet itself is the hand of Helm. So usually the symbol of Helm is a gauntlet with an eye embedded in the back of the gauntlet, whereas this symbol is a hand with an eye embedded in the palm of it, and you recognize it as being the symbol of the hand of Helm, the faction. The hand of Helm? The that faction that I have very strong feelings about one way and that way um, is positive. I'm going with positive. <laughs> I wrote got, that backstory weeks ago. I've got very positive feelings about the head. Let me, let me strike back in time. <laughs> uh, so this, this hand is placed onto a backing sort of plate which is in the shape of an eight-pointed star. So like four larger spikes that come out on as if like a plus sign and then like smaller spikes on like the cross section kind of thing you turn the The, amulet over oh and you see engraved on the back you see engraved in it the name a eleanor (gasps) hey eleanor mum i clutch the amulet close to my chest and tears spring unbidden to my eyes and roll down my cheeks as I, for the first time in my life, say a quiet prayer of thanks to Helm. Usually they're quite loud. Brackeye stumbles in. Do you know anything about hemorrhoids? This man's got a wicked case of them. (laughs) (laughs) Next to the amulet there was a... uh, a tube of hemorrhoid cream, which I will. <laughs> it pick was up. it was in the um, in the compartment. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. You also had hemorrhoids, mum. Thank you. Brackeye covers his finger and walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Helm, I know you send him to test me sometimes, but thank you for this gift. So I want to put the amulet on, first of all, and then I want to start going through all the paperwork and any information that I can find to see if... I want to collect up as much of it as I can. You start to collect the letters. um, Do you start reading them at all, or do you just like... uh, Uh, Yeah, I'll have a quick scan of them as I'm picking them up. Awesome. Yeah, so, like, I mean, you, you can deduct that some of these are actually from A. Eleanor. And she has written different letters at, at different points, and, and uh, so you find one which uh, says, I found it. I found the shield, but I am unable to remove the sword from its lock. I, I have channeled all kinds of divine magic from Helm into the artifact, but nothing seems to work. If, if I am unable to find its power, it must be kept secret. Ha ha! Uh, As I'm uh, reading the letter, like walking across the room to the next stack of paperwork, I'll stop in the middle and I whisper, Mum, it's like you're here in the room with me. (laughs) 
And and as as oh, as so the the amulet rests around your shoulders, you feel the forgotten reassurance of a mother's love, and you continue on and you you keep on reading more of the letters and uh, come across another one which says, um, "I had to kill three adventurers to stop them, oh mother, from finding the shield." <gasps> Their souls weigh heavy on my mind. Oh. I am supposed to protect. Their blood the are on my hands. Oh, I have to remind myself that their deaths have a greater purpose. In order to protect the many, the shield must not be removed. If every adventurer finds it, they will destroy it. If they remove it... <laughs> oh, mother, you're so wise. You always saw the biggest picture. <laughs> and another one. A young adventurer almost found the shield today. I snuck up behind him and hit him in the head with my mace. Mother. He'll live. Although I think I may have done some serious damage to his mind. He keeps saying, I used to be an adventurer. Did I tell you? Caddy. No. Mother, what have you done? I have to stop anyone from finding it. And the, the last letter reads, The Protectorate, they're here. Their despicable guards are arriving in the city. They will find me soon. I have to flee this place. Mother, no, where did you go? Aland, I miss you so much. Oh, mummy. Please come to me. <laughs> so episode title letters from home <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you continue to to read these letters the feeling of having your your mother close to you um grows stronger and and stronger and you remember what it was that she stood for protecting those who cannot protect themselves and and standing against those who would harm the innocent mother you were such a great guardian of helm's will oh yeah i, I need you now more than ever as an inspiration and you feel the amulet close to your heart and it starts to fill your heart and you feel divine energy course through your body and taking those destructive elements of your innate sorcerer ability um, and begins to channel them into something pure and devoid of, of malice. Mother, I always needed your guidance. Show me the way to Helm's glory. And your eyes flash and become pure light as your wings burst forth from your back. And your wings start to beat and whip the dust that clings to everything in this room up into the air. And it swirls around you in this vortex. Ah, Helm! You're touching me <laughs> so deeply right now. Helm is inside, Helm's Helm. inside me. Wait till I tell Thando. Wait till I tell Thando. <laughs> Suck it, Thando. Awesome. Um, other episode title: 
mama's boy. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And so, yeah, so so you feel this divine energy coursing through your body. And so, just quickly, the amulet works as a spell focus and also gives you a plus two to your AC. Oh, Oh, nice. Bingo. Mother's love. Boingo. Thanks, Mum. Jeez. That makes up for all the Christmases you miss. <laughs> <laughs> and birthdays. Yep. yep. Okay, so Snatch and Ariki, you make your way through the cobblestone streets of Greymead, continuing to play your, your tune, letting your presence be known, and warning the people uh, to start heading towards the central keep. Uh, and so you start heading towards Kyrene, and you you arrive at her door and knock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The door bursts open, and she stands before you. Oh, oh, hello, hello, uh, uh, Snatch and and, and Ariki. How, what, what can I what can I do for you? That's Ariki's to you, lady. Sorry, Ariki's. Uh. <laughs> Song, what can I do for you? Oh, um, I believe we were here to get some potions. Well, something a bit more than potions. Oh, we've got a shopping list on behalf of the city. Oh, yeah. Okay. What what, what can I? Well, last time I was here, we I couldn't help but notice that you're very skilled at mixing certain concoctions together, and with the goblin horde uh, on our heels. No, uh, on our. Uh, Ariki's help me out here, you're the bard Oh well uh, Not to put too fine a point on it They're right on our asses And uh, the city would very much Welcome your assistance In the retention Of some potions And skills And like burning pitch kind of thing Yeah. Oh Oh, that's right And lots of it Burning pitch Burning pitch We will burn them Uh, Sorry I got carried away there that's quite all right. Uh, um, well, I don't know how I feel about the, like this is still my livelihood. Um, but I, I guess whatever I can do in, in service of Greymead, and of course with you, you Thanes. Uh, don't don't worry. You'll be dual, duly adequately adequately compensated. compensated. I, I would yes, say. I, I, I would I would hope so. Um, so so it's. Pitch that, well, that you're after? Something that will burn and hurt and blow things up generally. Things we can pour down the walls on top right. of uh, Im- invading Hordes. invaders. Uh, uh, good one, yeah. Hordes. Yep. Hordes is a good same, word. Don't want to use the same word twice. It's no. not very poetic. No. You see her eyes start to vague out and she's starting to think through exactly what it is that she will need in terms of uh, being able to create pitch. And you can see behind her that the shells of her shop different vials and potions start to float off and start collecting in the central counter and um, one by one you just start to see all these little bits and bobs just start to come together and then uh, she stops and says to you I think I have most of the compounds in order to be able to create uh, some form of boiling pitch but uh there is a reservoir that lies right near the cannery. Uh, what? Which one? 
Yeah, there's, there's so many. We <laughs> pass them on every block. Snatch pulls out his little guide of, of Graymead's Cannery District. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah it was yes. in the it was in the folio. This cannery <laughs> tourist bag. Ages yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. The top yeah. ten canneries in Graymead. It, it turns out the folio was just for Airbnb stayers. <laughs> it's like a Lonely Planet guy. Yeah. I, I I do believe that it was the cannery of Bort Bumblebutch. Uh, they are the ones that have quite a sizable runoff of uh, tar. I was getting to it. <laughs> uh, but oh, yes, tar. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. If you could head over to there and be able to get me uh, some of the tar, I will be able to create some boiling pitch for you. That would be exceptional. We we thank you so much. Um, we will go right away. Absolutely. Will you be able to make it here, or do you, would you like to relocate up to the keep? We can have our people come and relocate your entire uh, circumstances to the keep. You will operations. have operations. Thank you. These guys are both playing good cop at this point. Yeah. <laughs> good cop, good cop. We- Friendly boys. <laughs> uh, and you will have everything you need provided for you. And more. Okay, well, I think that sounds adequate. Uh, like but yeah, run. so shall I wait here until the uh, the guard come and relocate? Uh, yeah, and you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Yeah, especially that bit in saving me. That was that was that uh, was tough. Yes, yes. No, no worries. That was I am quite all right. It's uh, just all in a day. All in a day's work. All in a day's Excellent. work. Why, what was the um, the cannery's name again? Bum Bumble Snatch Bimble Bimble Bitch. Well, you really should have written it. <laughs> I should have written it down the first time. I'll pretend um, I remembered it from when you said it. Uh, uh, butch, 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 Bumble Butch. The symbol is uh, three Bs followed by a T for tar. And then another B. <laughs> and then another B. For bitches. <laughs> Get you man. Get your bitchy yes, man right here, yeah. bitches. That's it. Yes, head on there. They are over near the docks. I think it was Bart Bumblebunch. Bought. Bought Bumblebunch. Bought Bumblebunch. Bumblebunch. Yeah, good work on retaining that. I didn't. I thought that was a written down name. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no way he's come, come up with that off the top of his head. Yeah, not when it's like Barry, <laughs> Cheryl, Bunch. Gerald. Bought Bubble Butch. <laughs> bubble Butch. Bubble Butch. Bubble Butch. I'm going to have that in my head all night now. All right, so so we go there. Thank you so much, Kyrene. So you guys head through uh, the city streets um, and about an hour later you arrive in the dock district and you start to see all the canneries. There's just so many canneries. It's oh. just beyond imagine how many canneries this this one city has. is just It's mind-boggling, Did really. Did you know, Arikis, that Grey Mead founded its success on canneries? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why there's it so many of them. It is a remarkable piece yeah. of technology. Mm. Yeah. It the is future the main... is now, I've been saying, for quite some time. Oh, it's all in cans. It, it, is, it is the main export the, of Grey The Grey Mead's motto also used to be, yes, we can. True fact. Uncanning believable. <laughs> some might say uncanny. That, that would have been a better joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the football team's called the Canners. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Favorite dance is the can can. The can can. <laughs> yes. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, with the clown noses. The clowns linked up. Yes, you can. Yes, we can. Yes, yes we can. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, can, can I roll a, a perception check of like how long it takes us to spot this actual place? Yeah, whatever you want, man. Just you do it. Look for the three Bs. Perception, 21. 16. Yeah, great. You see a large warehouse with three Bs that are about a story tall painted on the wall. You can't miss it. They're, they're, it's right there, right in front of you the first one we see it's there onwards yeah and you head inside and inside there's all kinds of uh uh machinery and workbenches that are in the there for the process of making cans and uh large barrels as well because it's not just you know tin yeah. can size that they, they do all sort of forms of uh containers and um tupperware <laughs> that's perfect that's why there's tar i was gonna say why would there be tar in a cannery but no they make tupperware <laughs> there's plastic runoff of course there is yeah oh, it's still so strange though Tony. he was just playing the log game nailed yeah. it no explosives but plastic yes, oh, yes. Oh, plastic. and that typically <laughs> explosive you know not improvising this at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah and so you go in there and you you see all these uh different workbenches um and you can see that there is a large uh runoff and several barrels of uh what are labeled with big black letters saying tar that's no barrel of laugh say snatch I'll consult with Black Eye on my type 5. Uh, can you guys roll... Looking uh, at you. Is there anyone around? Yeah, Yeah. can Sorry. you roll a perception check? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. 23. 15. Ariki, you can actually see that in the shadows there are a couple of figures skulking through... Uh, I grab through the deep corners of the warehouse. I grab Snatch's hair. Ow! Shh! <laughs> <laughs> and I point at the areas of the warehouse where there are figures roaming around. There are figures roaming around. Shut up, What do I see, Dad? You see shadowy figures. What do you do? Oh, um, draw my dagger. Uh, what do I do? That's a question. Um, and I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> these these uh these shadows are, are sticking to the corners, and they seem to be um rummaging through like the office kind of area of the warehouse because there's always got to be middle management. Um, <laughs> it's in a Does, mezzanine office. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And there's uh. Um, you know, you can see them uh, skulking around inside. Is the warehouse? Is it run down? Does it look like it's been abandoned? Is it? Is no, it no. Simple I production? mean, no. Why yeah, exactly. are there people in there? Greymead is known for its canneries, and this place is still um, pretty. So, are there it, staff? It's, it's, are there people working? Or it's no, no. Well, I mean, you guys have just been under attack, so everyone's cleared out. But it's still been in recent operation. I um. So Ariki's. Can you start by letting go of my hair? 
oh, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> no worries, um, and then I sneak up to one of the beams supporting the mezzanine floor and I walk up it with my slippers. Oh, and I like, I drag Snatch behind me. Didn't you let go of my hair? <laughs> oh, but I grab, grab you, I grab you by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> his collar or like yeah yeah his collar or his neck flap oh, his neck skin. <laughs> i am a rogue i can sneak myself oh sorry just got carried away but i'm gonna climb up that pole yeah. so you might wanna all right i'll just sneak under the conveyor belts okay yeah. all right all right yeah. i'm glad we had this chat yeah me too strategy we work real well as a team don't yeah, you think? We're, we're yeah we're real good we real should good. do this more yeah, often. yeah we should definitely do yeah. this more yeah. often yeah. okay all right i'll go this way Shit. <laughs> DM rolls and dies. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and then I walk up the pole. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so as, as you start to uh, have your quiet conversation um, and uh, walking at a complete horizontal up this pillar, yeah. um, and you get towards the window, and inside you can see like three destitute people who are scavenging for anything and everything that they can possibly get and they're stealing anything that's not held down or anything like that oh, trying to search for for gold there's there seems to be like some kind of large safe in the the top of the cannery mezzanine because they keep their money on site i um <laughs> i stru- i strum a persuasive sound across my lute and attempt to persuade them that i'm here not to harm them but to help them okay um a roll a performance check and then b roll a persuasion check uh 20 for performance not natural not natural yeah but you fucking hit a sick chord (laughs) yeah and then persuasion persuasion So you you strike your chord. Oh, can I try? Hey, friends, I'm not here to hurt you. You're just gonna have to put your cans down. I'm gonna help you out. Don't worry, we're okay. We're just gonna have a chat about stealing and how it's not play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you uh, startle these uh, vagrants that are within the cannery, and they've they've already got daggers drawn, and uh, completely surprised from hearing the the sound of your chord, but they start to relax a little bit after hearing this music that's come from nowhere in the night. <laughs> what do you fucking want, Billy? Should I steal this brick or? Oi, oi, shut up, mate. We got, we got company. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, don't what? I, f- I feel like I explained this in the song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, what? I ain't got much of a musical mind. So I'm feeling I... a bit stabby. Yeah. Oh, Billy Baz, uh, there's some great cans over. Oh, shit, what's going on? Who the fuck is that? Listen, Thanes of Greymead here, and if you all want to walk out of here with your lives and your cans intact... You might want to just back down 
and let us get what we've come here to get. It's not the same thing as you want. Is it the same thing as they want? I don't think they want tar. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> what this tar here? <laughs> shit, come on, boys. Oh, that sh- shit's worth millions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Platinum oh, on the Jeez. open market. Oh, my God. Could you use some tar? Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Need some tar, mate. Sorry, boss. Uh, we'll get out of your way. <laughs> Look, if you just want some food, go to the keep. We're giving it out for free. Oh, we just want tar. Free food? Sounds really oh, good. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Nah, mate, fucking gold's even they better. They got cockatrice flowers. Oh, 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 shit. Dog milk and all the treats you could imagine. Tell them that Snatch and Ariki song sent you. You'll be looked after. I don't know about these fellas. Go on, get. And I throw my dagger into the wooden post behind one of their heads. I don't know, I'm persuaded. Roll an intimidation check. I'm I'm leaving when I'm stabbing someone on the way. Oh, you stabbed me. (laughs) Sorry, Baz. Uh, That is a ten. So the the dagger... (laughs) It's pretty close. The dagger flies through the air. It's twisting end over end and sinks into the hardwood of the wall of the mezzanine right between two of these vagrants who are unnamed at this moment and I'm not planning on naming them. Uh, <laughs> I think they were named. Baz, Barry, I think they named Billy. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you guys Barry yourself, and Billy. Uh, uh, <laughs> right between Baz and Billy and it shocks them um, and suddenly all of their attention is, is to you and every word that you have just said sinks in and they know that they can get sweet ass cockatrice flaps and uh, dog's milk at the keep. This is actually just a Swiss army knife to be perfectly frank with you. And he folds his knife away. Oh shit boss, no need to get rough with it. I can, I, I would sold it flaps. Off with you then. Off you go. Oh, Alright then, well. Oh, all right. Bye. Can, 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 can Bazzy and Billy, let, let's get the fuck out of here. Alrighty. And the three of them run down uh, the steps of the mezzanine um, and out the door and into the city in the direction of the keep. Oh, oh my God! Oh, 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 I'm so hungry, I can eat the crunch out of a low flying dog. What have we done, Arikis? We've just invited. Crack fiends in the fucking. Oi, who the fuck are you? Yeah, stop, what, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> what do you fucking call me? Stop stabbing me, mate! Sorry, Billy! I'm not Billy, I'm Barry! Sorry, man. Maybe Phil will be able to get some dying bear hormones off these guys. <laughs> That's who he gets it from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Snatch, uh, but goodness knows they need help. And if someone's gonna provide help, it may as well be us. Exactly. Well, well handled, I think. Let's have a look for that tar. Hey. And uh, we look around for the... Oh, we already found it. It's in the big barrels that say tar. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't saying thanks. It wasn't like a short <laughs> thanks on all of them. Thanks. Yeah. Barrels of thanks. <laughs> Don't need that. <laughs> so the three guys rush off into the night and... Um, the two of you, Ariki and Snatch, are left in this dark, empty cannery. And you can hear the pitter-patter of raindrops against the rooftop. It starts to grow heavier 
and the rain opens up and starts pouring down upon the city of Greymead. Hey, I got an idea. What's that? And I walk over to the tar barrel and I push it on its side and I motion for Snatch to hop on. Go on then. Hey, couldn't think of anything else I'd rather do right now. I just push it and I don't continue pushing and then I get another one. Yeah, so Ariki tips the barrel on its side and starts pushing and snatch you climb up on top of it and start trying to uh, barrel walk it. So like you start running backwards and pushing the the barrel forwards. Could you please roll me a uh, acrobatics check while Ariki's grabs another barrel and tips it onto its side and just starts pushing it. Could you please roll me an athletics check? Yes. That is a 13. 10 for me, all up. Ariki, you uh, roll the second barrel onto its side and you start pushing it forward and rolling it uphill and snatch. You uh, jump on top of the first barrel and yeah. try and <laughs> barrel roll it. like kind of Under the like, impression that she was going to be pushing me, uh, but anyway, yeah. yep. Um, and straight away, your feet are taken out from under you and you fall backwards and smack your, like get like fucking spined on the the barrel you get a spinal injury and (laughs) and the barrel starts rolling backwards and back towards a reiki um roll a deck save (laughs) that's right folks it was a one it was a one um (laughs) awesome uh, so the barrel from Snatch rolls backwards and slams into yours, jarring your hands really bad and kind of like stings. But both both the uh, barrel lids burst open and start pouring out onto the floor of this factory and a random cat is walking by and gets completely smothered and starts getting washed away in the torrent of this oil and it goes so I'm more of a dog person anyway Uh, it's alright no one's really gonna miss that cat um uh, I guess that's not the best idea maybe we'll just roll them Oh, actually, is there a wagon anywhere out the back of the uh, tannery? There is. Hey, that's... Yeah. Oh, do we... Is there a horse as well? There is no horse. <laughs> uh, uh, but you have two able-bodied people with you right now, being the two of you. All right. All right. Okay. Let's put some barrels on it and we'll do it ourselves. Awesome. So as the rain starts pouring down onto the city of Greymead... The cobblestone streets have little streams, little rivulets of uh, water that come between the the cracks. And the two of you are pushing this uh, cart laden with barrels of tar back up towards the the city of Greymead. And eventually hours go by and (laughs) you are sweating and you are tired and you finally make your way back to the keep of Greymead where... You eventually meet up with Brackeye and Alan, who have returned to the keep several hours earlier, feeling good and refreshed, although have been looking after the uh, elderly um, and kind of having a bit of a, you know, hey, I did something good today. 
I spy with my little eye. Something that begins with S. Um, Salamander. No. Uh, Sasquatch. Where is there a Sasquatch? I I don't know. Well, it's not right. Okay. Uh, oh, Snatch. Oh, you got it. Could have been Shield. I would have given you that too. Oh, right. No, that would have been a good one. No, that's a really good point. You're all covered in black stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a long story. And you smell like hot road. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, we're going to take this tar and... Uh... Need any help? I'm happy to pitch in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so as the night continues on, you inform uh, some of the guards to go and help out Kyrene and get her to, to take her lab and her uh, wares and bring them back towards the keep of Greymead. And eventually you all go to sleep because it has been a long day. You have been through a lot, lots of combats and heavy lifting um yeah i, I gotta talk to phil about getting me some of those bloody dye bear growth hormones <laughs> <laughs> um and you are erect and you all hit the hay and you pass out straight away during the night brack eye dreams of a golden cup and inside water starts to rise from the bottom of this goblet but when it reaches the brim it starts to overflow and as it does goes thick and it goes dark and red and turns into blood it pours out of the goblet and spills everywhere covering the landscape around it and then Brecko wakes up that's fucked up yeah you do Alan dreams of skipping through fields hand in hand with his mummy dearest laughing away together and what happens (laughs) joy (laughs) are you gonna dream of something Snatch dreams of apples. Oh, yeah. That's good. Eating as many apples as he possibly can, and he never shits his pants. Oh. He wakes up in the morning and there's shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> Ariki's dreams of a flower in a field of wheat. But as she approaches the flower, crows come out from nowhere and caw and cry. And they all say, with bellowing cries... And she wakes with sweat streaming down her brow. And late into the night also Thandor returns to the keep and has Bex in his arms and has brought him back to the sanctuary of the keep and he dreams of a burning sword and rain that turns to blood that pours down upon the flames and starts to quench them and so you are all awoken just before dawn and are told to make your way towards the top of the keep and you start walking up the spiraling staircase and you come out once more onto the parapets and Lady Verisol stands before you And the thunder rolls in and the clouds shake and crack and quake with lightning and rain as it pours down upon the city and upon the shield. 
and in the distance you can see the watchtowers and you can see one of them start to light and then you can see more of them along the horizon start to ignite and slowly the fire from the towers start to grow and eventually the towers burst into flame. The entire structure is now engulfed in flame and slowly from the tree line flickering torches just specks from this distance start to pour out and then ever more lights continue to gather haphazardly this mass of dancing lights in the distance then ranks of torches in regimented lines formations following behind and a rolling thunder creeps through the land hundreds of footfalls against the ground and a distant chant The lights stop on the cusp of the farmland that surrounds the outlying areas of Greymead and the dotted lights start to form a continuous line of fire that spreads closer and closer towards Greymead. The flames pass through the shield and continue to burn. The crops engulfed in flame and it looks as if Greymead lies on the precipice of the Nine Hells. Flames licking up towards the roiling mass of clouds that burst with cracks of lightning. The fields burn long into the day. Looks like we're gonna need some help. Plus we're completely out of adult diapers. (laughs) I know, we've had to start using fitted sheets. It's really difficult. But don't worry, we have the protection of Helm. I think we might need more than one god for that. Tempers. Tempers will be with us, hopefully. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. You never know. I'm just saying. Can't count on him. It's real honest of you, thank you. No worries. Well, I'm glad you're not selling false hope, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, like, Helm is literally with us. Like, have you not noticed my eyes? Guys, my eyes. That is a good point. Oh, yeah. Hey. They are wow. glowing. Glowing eyes. I'd yeah. I thought that was just an ASMR thing. Yeah, no, I just it just happened overnight. Mm. Yeah. Nice new amulet as well. By Thank the way. you. Yes, yep. I I feel Helm touching me. I mean, no, I feel Helm flowing through me. Yeah, I'm glad you changed that. That sounds. I much know better. his sensitive touch. A delicate. Strong but firm. <laughs> so the fields burn long into the day, and eventually the fields smolder and thick clouds of smoke choke the air. A single hooded figure walks out to the edge of the shield and stakes a tattered black banner. Two severed heads adorn the top of the standard, and throughout the course of the day, more black banners are pierced into the earth. Smoke continues to cling to the air in the mid-afternoon as the black mass begins to form on the eastern horizon. It oozes and snakes along the edge of the river Greymead, a writhing mass chanting that same phrase, Booyag, Booyag, Booyag. The horde now stretches across the northwest to the east. 
The army sits and waits and waits throughout the day as you continue to gather people and gather the army towards the centre and start going about creating boiling pitch and painting the faces of the army and the glaives of Tempest and the town's guard. And then night falls. And then once again, just before dawn, you are once more awoken and brought again to the parapets of the keep. And a third mass of torches flicker in the west and begin to form into line with the other two companies. A thousand torches burn across the horizon. A thousand glowing eyes in the pre-dawn light. The writhing mass starts marching slowly towards the walls of Greymead. Drums keep the beat and pound in the distance. And a robed hobgoblin strides forward. And that's where we will end the game. Will Greymead survive? Will anyone help the tight five? Will the pitch be perfect? Find out next week on another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Will the pitch be perfect? <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, it's uh, it's Danny again. Uh, so you've just been uh, listening to me being in the, the DM seat once again. Uh, which has been like, it's been awesome fun to be back into it. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I mean, you're listening to me run a game and it's amazing. So thank you so much. Please, everyone, as much as you can, please hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, at Dice Paper Roll. Please remember to like, to share, share it with your friends and review the show and get that out there. If you can do that, that would be amazing. It really helps us out. And also... Seth, our computer whiz-bang web designer, has been doing an amazing job on our website, dicepaperroll.com, and he's now just implemented an art gallery where you can go and check out all of Jack's incredible artwork. It's all there, displayed beautifully, and you may check it out and you go, hey, this this artwork looks amazing, but damn it, I wish I could just see it in such better quality. If you do want better quality images and maybe even like check out Jack's extended time lapse of him actually creating the artwork, you can head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash row. And if you just sign up for a dollar, two dollars, you get access to all that awesome high quality artwork. Um, oh, and shit, I just also wanted to say... Thanks to everyone who came down to the comedy festival shows. It was hectic. We had lots of laughs and it was it was an awesome time. And so just thank you to everyone who came down um, and watched us play D&D. Um, it was silly. You know it was silly. Thanks. Tears spring unbidden to my eyes and roll down my cheeks as I, for the first time in my life, say a quiet prayer of thanks to Helm. 
Usually they're quite loud. Brackeye stumbles in. Do you know anything about hemorrhoids? This man's got a wicked case of them. (laughs) (laughs) Next to the amulet, there was a... uh, a tube of hemorrhoid cream, which I will <laughs> it pick was, up. It was in the um, in the compartment. I'm yeah. Sorry to hear that. You also had hemorrhoids, Mum. Thank you. Brackeye covers his finger and walks out. 